now proudly presented on SNME. That's Sunday night's main event. Patreon and free feed. Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here on another MLW Rewind. And as you know, I never do it alone. I always do this with my ever joyous fisherman cap wearing friend, my brother in arms, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. Hoy, hoy, hoy. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> it sounds a little bit more joyous. Jeez. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I apologize if I am below my usual standard of excellence and exuberance uh dealing with the loss of a pet and some other stuff it's just it's got me down and uh i didn't want to i didn't want to not do the episode though because uh something i enjoy and it takes my mind off stuff just you know watching an hour of wrestling and talking about an hour of wrestling with you uh so again i apologize if uh, i maybe sound a little flat less than emotive uh, but I suffer from chronic major depressive disorder, so that is just part of my life occasionally. But thank you for listening, tuning in, bearing with us, no matter where you are tuning in from. We appreciate you. 150%. Hey, listen, 150%. And if you guys are listening on SNME, welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome. And if you're listening where you get ever you get your awesome ear candy, welcome, 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 welcome. Okay, let's get into the rewind, shall we? Beginning of this episode, uh, we get a little recap, kind of a vignette, if you will, of the feud between the Bumaye Fight Club and the World Titan Federation, WTF for short. And much like Joe Dabrowski said, no, it does not stand for the words that you think it stands for. It literally stands for World Titan Federation. It just conveniently comes out. WTF. Now, um, uh, you know, at the beginning of this episode, we get a sweet promo from Matt Cardona and Steph Delander. They got a promo on Kane. Kane is a boy. Cardona is a man. Cardona dealt with the big rig machine. They put him through hell. But he is the rightful king of New York. He's going to walk in with the internet championship and he's going to walk out with the MLW World Championship. It's going to be a big group hug. Everyone, his dad, his brothers, his sisters, Steph, MSL, you come too. It's going to be a big group hug because he is the champ then, now, and forever. Now, obviously, we know exactly who he's taking shots at with those three words. But still, regardless, this promo was a great way to kick it off. It was high energy, and it just stayed with the flow of the entire episode. But this was a great way to kick it off when literally, guys, we are one week out from one shot. That's right. December 7th, we get one shot on Fight Plus. So there will be no fusion, obviously. It's going to be one shot. So Rob and I will probably get together early on in the week, if possible, and we'll run down a uh, prediction show for that. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Keep your ears locked and loaded. But Rob, what did you think of this pro promo from Cardona and Steph? I mean, Steph had, you know, Steph had a few words. Uh, Kane had a great promo later on to counteract this promo. We'll get to that, though. But what did you think about this promo from yeah. uh, the Indie God? Yeah, not to jump ahead, but I think uh, the only the only thing top in this promo was Kane's promo. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, tip, typical. I, I mean, Matt Cardona, I, I think he's an underrated worker, but if there's one thing he can do, it's cut a promo. So uh, he, typical, exactly what I expected. Uh, getting Steph Delanders in there, putting her over a little bit, Delander. And uh, yeah, set, setting the tone for this, this fight. The, you know, the way he's framing it, he's pretty confident going into this match so 
it'd be interesting to see if that confidence backfires in front of your dad and oof brothers sisters grandparents cousins friends he listed almost every member of his family like really didn't hold the only person he didn't list was his wife so i'm not I'm not sure yeah i i noticed that too but hey. well kane also mentioned that in his promo a little bit later on but again we'll get Aren't to you that. married yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. uh first match of the card is a thumb tack pit of death match that's right it's the callings cannonball versus I'm not going to say SGC's Jimmy Lloyd because even though he's joined the fight, he's not really a member of SGC. Jimmy Lloyd is essentially a lone wolf in this situation, but he versus Jimmy Lloyd. And uh, the start of this match was the, the, or the star of this match was the thumbtacks from very early on. From Cannonball uh, dunking Jimmy Lloyd's head into the pit of thumbtacks and Jimmy Lloyd coming up with about I, I want to say at least a dozen or more thumbtacks all in the center of his skull. But Jimmy Lloyd gets cannonball back, though, as he takes the palm of his right hand and literally grinds it into that pit of thumbtacks where we see literally he looked like Marv in Home Alone 2, except instead of pennies around his hands, it was just all kinds of thumbtacks. He had 15 thumbtacks in the palm of his hand at least. At least. And then, of course, the, the standard with thumbtacks if you're not going to get back body dropped onto them you're going to get them put in your mouth with a nice little uppercut jimmy lloyd also got that he was bleeded and busted open early but it didn't stop the fight in lloyd this actually spilled to the back where a ever sadistic ricky shane page was waiting but guess what akira was also waiting for ricky so it kind of helped neutralize cannonball and ricky's two-on-one on lloyd we get back outside to the arena and cannonball now is kind of wavering teetering on the apron of the rope right in front of the pit of thumbtacks with about four chair shots from jimmy lloyd he finally puts the big man down through the pit of thumbtacks for the win and uh to quote matt striker that much flesh is only going to be poked and prodded uh cannonball looked like a thanksgiving day turkey with a whole lot of thermometers sticking out of him when it was all said and done he had thumbtacks everywhere probably in some places where we couldn't see i'm sure there was a lot of fun for the mlw doctors in the back Rob, yeah he, those loose fitting overalls he's wearing like they're the dropping best, in there yeah not the best choice of ring attire i mean i get it that's his ring attire but for something like this, like Jimmy Lloyd, he usually comes out in like loose kind of track pants when he's fighting. He came out in tight jeans. He knew what he was getting into. He's trying to protect and keep that skin as tight as he possibly could. He had could. the kick pads on. He knew Yeah, he up. had the kick pads yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, he, he did cut off the sleeves on his shirt. Not like that would have helped because he's wearing a t-shirt anyways. But regardless, Cannonball not really, I guess, preparing for this match as he should have. But I love this match. I thought it was a great, again, to go with the high energy promo of Cardona. This match was a great way to kick off an awesome hour, and it just kept getting better and better. But what did you think of this match as a whole? I enjoyed it. It wasn't match of the night for me. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. But this match was enjoyable as hell. Well, it was a little bit of variety, right? Like the stuff you don't necessarily see a lot of on MLW TV. Uh, thumbtacks, real penetration there with those thumbtacks. Uh, I thought it was a. I thought it was a fun match with SGC adjacent Jimmy Lloyd. <laughs> uh he's a, he's a friend of ours but uh you know he's a connected guy he's not fully sgc but he's he's a connected guy so he's a, I, I, he's a fan favorite for sure the crowd loves jimmy lloyd uh so anytime i get to see him work it's it's a pleasure he he enjoys what he does and even striker said like you know pretty pretty mild-mannered actually pretty nice guy outside of the ring but get in the ring with jimmy lloyd and you're asking for it 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so we also get another recap of the Tony Deppin suspension fiasco and the announcement that he'll be returning to MLW in-ring action in two weeks. He'll be taking on Nola Catano, who you know is looking for some vengeance after the three-on-one assault from Griffin McCoy, TJ Crawford, and the man who may or may not have been Tony Deppin. Again, we can't prove or deny it, but there was a three-on-one assault that took place, and you know Nolo's going to be looking for some vengeance against um, Tony Deppin, and that should be a fantastic match. I'm looking to see what Katano does with a vet like Deppin in that match. Uh, we also get a recap of Steph DeLander and the kiss heard around the world. That's right with Vance Warner uh, at the end of Fightland, uh, screwing him and getting him removed from MLW in the Loser Leaves MLW match. Uh, and Yeah, uh, screwing him not in the way we all thought. No, no, not screwing him that way, but screwing him, uh, basically choosing money over love. That's essentially what Steph DeLander did. Can't blame her. No, you can't really blame her. Absolutely not. But we also get a recap of him saying goodbye last week to Manders. Um, but he announced that Good Brother 3, that's right, Good Brother number 3, I have to be specific, uh, would be showing up to help out SGC if they wanted it. We get a promo from Manders, and uh, he's going to miss Mance. He's going to miss everything that Mance did for him. But uh, just then, Mask, Good Brother number 3, he makes his entrance. Uh, and he looks a lot like someone I know. Now, I'm not sure I can't put my finger exactly on it but he announces that he's come out of retirement and uh, he's never going to hang up the boots again and he talks about all his accolades he's traveled all over the world puerto rico france he's been in the ring with uh buddy rogers uh, to rick flair and he's there to help sgc cause chaos if they would allow him uh mander seems to accept as he takes a cold beer out of the already opened 12 pack so you know good brother number three probably had a beer walking over to where manders was uh but they kind of give a little cheers and uh they uh they go off camera to start drinking and causing some chaos but uh good brother number three i guess has joined sgc and like i said rob i can't really be specific but man he reminds me a lot of someone you know what the best the best part about it is is that there's not even the slightest, tiniest bit of effort. No, absolutely. To to switch up the character, it's just Mance in a mask. That's Mask Good Brother number three, and that's good. I like that. I like he's not coming in talking different or like dressing different, different persona. It's no, that's not Mance Warner. That's Mask Good Brother number three. It looks it, like it's left. great. It looks like he left the Thanksgiving Day goodbye that we saw and literally went over to his car and put the mask on and went out to grab beer and he just came back because he's wearing the same jacket. Yeah, you know what great. would have been really great is if he put the mask on and then put the Mance Warner hat on top of the mask. I think that would have been the piece de resistance for sure. 150% would have been amazing. All right, next match of the card, we get... Um, I don't know. Joe Dombrowski and Matt Stryker said it was a tornado tag, start off like a tornado tag, but then it was just a standard tag match. But we get an amazing match here with the main event versus Lucky 13 and Austin Luke and Wasted Youth. Dylan McKay, not related to me, but he should be. And uh, Marcus Mathers. Now, Marcus Mathers, I have seen work. Dylan McKay, I'm not too adverse with, but I will say this. Uh, what a fucking match. Everybody got their work in. The double teams were flying left, right, and center. It was incredible to watch. And Wasted Youth scored a huge victory in their debut. And I feel like uh, I feel like these kids uh, are, are special, man. Uh, again, Dylan McKay, only 24. Uh, Marcus Mathers is only 20, 20 years old. 
And uh, these guys know how to work. And Dylan McKay, like I said, he impressed the hell out of me with that huge win. And then after the match, Joe Dombrowski uh, doing a little double duty, doing a little backstage interviewing against Sam Laterna, not in the building, but he catches up with Wasted Youth. And uh, McKay and Mathers say they've been looking for a place where they can no longer be, they're, they're not the outcast. And they've been looking for a place with the hottest tag team division. And now MLW just got a little hotter with the addition of Wasted Youth. And I couldn't agree more. You look at the tag division right now, you got the main event, you got Wasted Youth. I wouldn't mind seeing Luke and Lucky 13 come back again. You've got WTF and whatever, you know, I guess, tags they decide to throw together. You've also got Boom My A Fight Club in there that can go. This division that we were talking about for so long was underbuilt and underlooked after has now become one of the focal points of MLW. So I want to give a shout out to MLW for that because, I mean, not like they pay attention or listen to whatever we have to say. I mean, they do know we exist and we appreciate their love and support. We know the roster knows we exist. MLW was our sponsor for last week's episode. And again, shout out to those guys for that. And don't forget, guys, you can go back in the archives, check out that episode and still donate to St. Jude's uh, so we can get those kids some much needed medical attention over the holidays. But honestly and truly, uh, we we talked about it a few times on Rewind, how that tag division was just kind of stagnant. It only had two or three teams at the time, and it was a lot of the Von Eriks and a lot of Team Filthy, and then it just kind of went away. But now it's back in a big way, and they've done a great job of maintaining that heavyweight division, really beefing up that middleweight division after they lost a huge couple of middleweights. And now they've also built up this tag division and the featherweight division. Like, it's clicking on all cylinders. They've really put the effort into bringing in some incredible talents on all facets of each division. So I got to I gotta give them a shout out to that. But Rob, what did you think of the match? And what did you think of uh, the after promo with Wasted Youth? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to give a shout out here to Matty D'Angelo. And if you, you are outside of Ontario, you're not going to know who Matty D'Angelo is, but he's a, a fan here in Ontario. Super nice guy. One of the, like, if, if the wrestling world was full of fans like Matty, we would be in a great place. And Matty is a big fan of Marcus Mathers. And I would see him posting on Facebook for the last year or more, just appreciation posts. He does it for a lot of people, main event as well. He did recently. And it was nice to see the interaction with him and Midas on that, but uh, he's always pushing Marcus Mathers. And now that I finally had a chance to see him in MLW, I'd seen some of his other stuff like wasted youth has been working in GCW. Uh, so they're, they're pretty well known and they, they are over. And man, yeah, they, these kids can go 20 and 24. Like the world is your oyster, guys. You, you're going to go far in this business. And uh, they, they look fantastic. That was a fun match. Uh, I, I like that. I like that the main event didn't take the pin because as we said, like they're, they're not looking bad per se. It's just they're putting everybody over and we like to see them get one or two in the win column. Uh, so at least they, they didn't directly take the loss here. And then Actually, shout out to Lucky 13. Well, the, yeah, shout out, I was going to say that the guy with the most amount of experience in this match in Lucky 13, he actually took the pinfall. So that shows that better leadership of him, right? I, I wouldn't mind seeing Lucky 13 back. I know of him. I've watched a couple of his matches. He's good. I would not Same. mind. And, and his protege is, is fantastic. That Austin Luke kid has got a great upside and also a great head of hair. He really does. Yeah. He has like charming hair, like circa 97, man. Like the wave to this. Yeah, it was good. I liked, I dug it. Okay. I dug it, man. I dug it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're from the Northeast, that's where we'll most likely have the familiarity with you. Cause you know, Northeast us is pretty close to Toronto. 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 Yeah. 
I like that, Tirana. All right, well, how about this? We get an Alex Hammerstone expose talking about the crushing loss at Never Say Never and the basically not returning to the company since that loss. And then the back and forth on his release. Would they release him? Would they not release him? And then he resurfaces as at Fightland under a new banner, under the WTF banner. And, um, you know, Joe Dombrowski says, people are asking why, Hammer, why? And Joe Dombrowski's words, it's because he sold out. That was the end of the expose. Powerful words from Joe Dombrowski. He always does these great exposés. But Rob, what do you think about Joe Dombrowski's stance on Alex Hammerstone? Did he sell out or did he just move to where somebody could appreciate him a little bit more than he felt? I'm not saying I agree with him, but then he felt MLW was appreciated. You know what this, this is to me? This is like when Hollywood Hogan joined the NWO. Absolutely. You, you have a guy here who, who was synonymous with MLW. He's lost, I think, what did Joe say? Second loss in the last like five years. years. Five, no, years. five years. Two losses in five years. I mean, he's been the guy at MLW mm -hmm. and, you know, didn't feel like he was getting the respect he deserved from the management mm -hmm. and pulled that heel turn on us all. And it was a bit like, this is a big deal. This is, this guy is MLW and he's now just completely flipped to the opposite side. So I am, uh, I am intrigued by these developments. I want to see how they go with this. I like Hammer. I like heel hammer better personally. Hmm. I, I agree. I agree. But you really didn't answer my question. Do you think Joe Dobrowski was right? Did he sell out? No, he didn't sell out. It's not about money. It's about being appreciated. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you on the whole NWO angle, the lights going off and then, Oh my God, Hammerstone's the third band. Like th that's exactly what it was. He was the third member introduced of WTF. So it made sense, right? You had Cardona first, then Lawler, then, Oh my God, Alex Hammerstone is the third man. And I actually believe when he came in, no, it's too bad he didn't do a leg drop. When he came in, he did the double middle fingers and then just went after Kane. But if he had done the leg drop, it would have been a great homage. It would have been a great homage, 100%. Uh, WTF cuts a promo, and it's classic 80s at its best with the giant WTF logo behind them. MSL with Hammerstone and Lawler and Josh Bishop, who I call the Hammerstone from a wish. But I actually do like the kids, uh, Moxie. We got to see him work in the ring, and he does cut a pretty mean promo. Uh, but St. Laurent is saying that he's building a team of Titans. Lawler says, where could you find anyone else with the masculinity, the vascularity, and the testosterone of a Josh Bishop? Bishop says Boumaye is going to bow down to the Titans. And Hammerstone says Boumaye is manufactured marketing by MLW. And he can't wait to step into the ring with these posers and wannabes and show them what a real faction looks like and that match does happen in our main event later tonight but great promo the wtf logo behind them total very nostalgic feel to this promo it reminded me of you know one of my favorite promos from back in the day when um uh, jimmy hart turned on the hart foundation and Bret Hart's talking about how Jimmy Hart stole 10% of their money. And he calls him, he calls him a bloodsucker. And then Jim the Anvil just grabs the beer and goes, cool down, baby, cool down. That's 10% more. We're going to punch him. That's 10% more. We're going to knock him. And it was uh, so, so nostalgic. I loved everything about this promo. Rob, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at your Jim Neidhart there. Uh, well, but that's the way he does it. Like, if you go back to the promo, he actually is very calm. He's like, 
Cool down, baby. Cool down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Bishop, man. Uh, I, I had to look him up because I didn't know too much about him, but I saw he's, he looks like a, he's done a lot of work with AIW over in Ohio, which yes. everybody pretty much knows AIW at this point. Well, he's an Ohio uh, boy, right? They, yeah. He's, they just, Ohio breeds wrestlers, man. I don't know what it is. They just breed them. Something in the water over there. It has, I don't to, know be. What it it has is. to be, man. But uh, yeah, I, I I liked this whole uh, group promo. It brought back you know some some memories of the old school days of how promos used to be cut. So I I, I definitely enjoyed that. Absolutely. All right. And finally confirmed at one shot, we already knew that Rocky Romero was going to be putting the middleweight title on the line against Mascadorado, but he's also going to be putting the world historic welterweight title on the line. This is official. Both titles will be on the line. One shot. Rocky Romero versus Mascadorado 2.0. And, uh, you know, it's good to see that this was confirmed. Uh, and we also get a promo from Selena and Rocky uh, saying that he is the gold standard in professional wrestling. And Dorado better say all the prayers he can because he's going to need all the help he can get when he goes one-on-one -on -one with Rocky Romero, with Selena smiling all giddy behind her, her crown jewel of Hermosios Dorado. So, uh, Rob, we now know both belts are official. Uh, we're going to run through uh, all the matches from one shot a little bit later today. We can even do a prediction show if we wanted to, like an extra 10 minutes. But that's up to Rob how he feels. But regardless, uh, what do you think about now this being official that both both titles will be on the line? Don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, both titles are going to be on the line. Uh, I'm a, I'm pretty stoked for this because I really like Rocky Romero and Mascara Dorada has uh, really impressed with what we've seen of him so far. Uh, I just think it's great that Mascara Dorado, which is gold mask, if I'm not mistaken, and then you have Promociones Dorado, which is gold promotions. A lot of Dorado and Dorada flying around here lately. And then you have Rocky Romero, the gold standard. Uh, gold is clearly the color of the day. <laughs> the the material of the, the element of the day. There you go. There you go. There yeah, you go. yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I love me some lucha. So, absolutely, both of us love lucha. And don't forget, guys, one shot is Thursday, December seventh, eight p.m. on Fight Plus. So get that subscription. And if you sign up the day of, you get that pay per view for free, and you get everything that they have in their library for free for an entire week. So it's a great price point. Uh, featherweight action. We got Gia Scott taking on Zeta. That's right, Zeta Steel, but they just went by Zeta. Uh, Gia Scott uh, pretty much had firm control of this match until some under underhandedness, if you will, by Zeta. Uh, the eye rake, uh, the double pull of the hair, the use of the ropes to get leverage for the one, two, three, and uh, Zeta steals the win. And uh, Joe Dabrowski steps in the ring to kind of get more about Zeta and her new attitude change, and he's interrupted by MSL, uh, who says, don't answer any of his questions, and with burn of the night, tells Joe Dabrowski to get his preferred Jeffrey Dahmer-looking son-of-a-bitch ass out of the ring. God fucking damn. Holy shit, I felt the burn. Yeah, and Stryker's <laughs> laughing it up. Oh, it was so that, the Jeffrey you could tell Stryker's one of those guys that's like, Oh man, if I wouldn't get canceled, I could say so many funny jokes. But like, uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't believe the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. I even I kind of laughed and I felt bad about it. Yeah, I did. I yeah. thought I felt bad about it too. But it was MSL burn of the fucking burn of the week. Actually, burn of the year. That was damn. God damn. Poor it. Joe. He is he is like the gorilla monsoon, just taking all the punishment. 
from, Absolutely. from the Bobby King, and that is Matt Stryker. Absolutely. Well, we get an impromptu uh, sessions by St. Laurent, and uh, he says that uh, Zeta, you know, she could be the first uh, Federette, as he called her. Uh, she's a 10, she's a diva, and she's a ruthless bitch. And if she wants to make money, she should be the first one to sign this contract. She grabs the contract, looks it over. She's Her eyes are very wide at the undisclosed number on the contract. And she says, well, these people just don't get it. They suck. Philadelphia sucks. Their basketball team and their football team suck. And you know what? Uh, your guys, your boys, she says to MSL, are money. And you and I together, we are money. So let's make some money. And she goes ahead and signs on the dotted line. So we get some, you know, I guess, uh, impromptu sessions, but an also impromptu signing. And Zeta is the newest member of the WTF. So now, not do they ha only have a bunch of heavy heavyweights, they also have a featherweight and Zeta. But Steph DeLander could also step in that division if she really wanted to. But WTF growing the numbers very, very quickly. And uh, I love everything about it. I love everything about it, how quickly they are just massing this army. Uh, and uh, what do you got on that? What do you got on the impromptu sessions and the newest signee, if you will, to the WTF? Yeah, Zeta, uh, she's been looking good. I think she had one or maybe two matches before this with MLW. This was her second match at MLW. Second one, okay. This one was a loss. The second one had the new attitude change and the steal of the win over Gia, Gia Scott. Yeah, it was almost a little bit Becca-esque with her uh, attitude. So I, 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 you know how much I like Becca. So, yes, we all do. They, 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 now they have, now they have a federate. So they're they're yeah. moving in multiple divisions. And one of the nice things about having these factions like this is the tag team division gets even more stacked because you can really have any iteration of those factions. You could have, you know, Kane and Mister Thomas, or Mister Thomas and Jay Bougie against Hammerstone and. Tom Lawler or Tom Lawler and Josh Bishop or so like it opens up more tag team possibilities. So I enjoy the faction heavy uh, scene that's happening right now. I was on the fence about it before. I think I, I, I gave my, I gave my two cents about it, but the more and more I see how they're building the storyline and it really is two powerhouse factions with uh, Promosios uh, Dorado uh, in the, not in the back of it, but it's third. They're comfortable, but Promosios Dorado has kind of seeds planted in every division minus a heavyweight right now, but they have firm control over two divisions, having the middleweight title and the featherweight title in their hands. So now WTF is obviously looking to dip their toe into the featherweight pool. Uh, we got a promo from Alex Kane, arguably promo of the night. He says that one shot, he only needs one shot Cardona. Uh, Cardona has been messing with his family and he can't have that. Cardona is going to get sent to suplex Island. Steph DeLander, the knockoff China, is going to get sent to Hoa Island. And MSL, that wannabe Fat Joe, he's going to get sent to Fat Camp. And that is on Boomaye. And uh, this promo was fucking fire. The intensity that is Alex Kane. Uh, every minute, Alex Kane is getting better. Uh, every minute, Alex Kane is just more intense. Every minute, Alex Kane is showing why he is the leader of the Boomaye Fight Club. And without a doubt... Alex Kane hit the ground running on this promo and he did not slow down. And like I said, this entire episode was all kinds of energy. As I say that he fucking yawns right in front of me, but all kinds of energy. What did you think about Alex Kane? You yawning son of a bitch. Well, excuse me. Some of us didn't get a whole lot of sleep yesterday, George. Neither did I buddy. And I got micromanaged all kinds today at work. 
because my boss can't let anything go because he's a power hungry. I'm not even going to get into that. So anyways, go ahead. You work for WWE? I didn't know that. Sometimes it feels like it. Definitely does. <laughs> uh, sorry. Distra- started talking about yawning. Where were we? <laughs> Alex Kane. Alex Kane's promo. promo. Oh, there you go. Alex Kane doing Alex Kane things. I don't even think, I don't mean this as an insult. I don't even think he has to try at this point. No. I think it's just flowing out of him like water, just supernatural. Just he can turn it on in a heartbeat. He's got a way with words. He's got his own style. He's the kid's just gone from strength to strength to strength. Love it. Alex Kane can't do wrong right now. Absolutely. We got a promo from Tom Lawler. He says he can't wait to get his hands on the Bumaya Fight Club later tonight. And the fans are in for a real holiday treat because he's going to send Bumaya packing back to that treasure troll that is Don King. And then he then he said he's looking into the future. That's right. He's looking at one shot at Satoshi Kojima. And he is going to be sending him back east in a pine box at one shot, proving that he is without a doubt the most influential MLW champion of all time. Strong words from Tom Lawler, a strong promo. The glasses, my only beef with this, the glasses were three sizes too small for his face. But hey, that's Tom Lawler's journey. That's his journey on that. But Rob, what do you got on this one? What do you think about Tom Lawler's promo and his strong words towards Bumai Fight Club and Kojima? Not a bad promo. Tom Tom can cut a promo. Like he's he's pretty natural with stuff. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but you know, I'm more excited to see Satoshi Satoshi Kojima back in MLW than anything else right now. Uh, that dude is a legend, and he's been around a number of years. He won't be around forever. Uh, OG MLW champion. So th- this is quite the homecoming after you know 20 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. That's one of the matches I'm looking forward to. And speaking of one shot, let's run down the control center. So these are the matches that are listed. Probably it, unless they announce something on social media later on. But this is the match card as we know it. Uh, the first thing is, is that St. Laurent is going to be having a bodybuilding contest. That's right. At one shot. Uh, he's going to be finding who is the most tanned, the most vascular, the most testosterone fueled bodybuilders. And he'll be judging it, I guess. Uh, I don't really know everything, but he announced it during the One Shot Control Center. What do you got? What do you got? Did Did you notice that he called it an annual bicentennial? Absolutely. Absolutely. So bicentennial's 50 years, right? Yes. So it's going to be every year and every 50 years. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. He also said that he was working with the Chinese to get a hologram of Aretha Franklin to sing America the Beautiful, but that fell through. But don't you worry, there will be an American Idol star to sing America the Beautiful. Now, when he said American Idol, and knowing that St. Laurent is cheap when it comes to everything but the talent that he signs, honestly and truly, the first name that came to my mind was William Hung. That's the first name that came to mind. That would be, I mean, Aretha Franklin, WrestleMania three, America, the beautiful. I see. Absolutely. Going with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he tried to get a hologram, but it fell through, fell through. I guess the technology wasn't hundred percent to his liking. Uh, but I, I don't know I, if he brings out William Hung, I'm going to die. I'm going to die of laughter. Uh, so we know our main event is uh, Alex Kane versus Macardona for the world heavyweight championship. We also know that Satoshi Kojima is going to face Filthy Tom Lawler. 
We also know that Miyu yeah. Yamashita. Thank you. It's going to be taken on Delmi XO for the Princess of Princess title. Uh, that should be a great match. We also know that uh, Ricky Shane Page is going to take on Jimmy Lloyd for that openweight strap. And we know, obviously, Rocky Romero and Masca Dorado for both championships there. And uh, this card is fantastic. We also know the featherweight, but I guess I didn't uh, didn't grab it, so my apologies, the screenshot. But Janai Kai throwing down Makito for the featherweight championship. So this is a stacked card. This is probably out of all their cards they put together. This one is the one that, uh, I mean, they all had bang for their bucks. Every match card was electric. Uh, again, Fatu versus Kane <laughs> at Fightland. That 48-minute barn burner was absolutely incredible. I don't think there's a match on this card that's going to live up to that, but they're definitely going to entertain the hell out of us. But man, this card is looking great. And December 7th, Thursday cannot come soon enough. I'm looking so forward to it. 150%. And without that, further ado, it's main event time. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So main event is a six-man tag, and it is Bumaye Fight Club versus the stars of WTF. First off, we have 50, Filthy Tom Lawler, Alex Hammerstone, and Josh Bishop, and they are taking on Jay Bougie, O'Shea Edwards, and Mr. Thomas. And a uh, great fucking match. Uh, Mr. Thomas with the suicide dive corkscrew off the top. That was the wild. Ice. That was insane for a six foot five guy to do that. Landing on his feet was incredible. Uh, Jay Bougie with that springboard cutter uh, on Tom Lawler. O'Shea Edwards just throwing down the hammers on Bishop was awesome. Uh, the brawl at the beginning was incredible. The brawl in the middle was incredible. Uh, Hammerstone did hit the nightmare pendulum though on Jay Bougie. And Tom Lawler went for the pin for the one, two, three. And then it was another all-out brawl. WTF was attacking and beating down the Bumai Fight Club uh, in the middle of the ring. Refs are trying to gain control. Security's coming out. Alex Kane comes out. And he is trying to save Instantly. Instantly attacked by Matt Cardona from behind. And again, it's, it's an all-out brawl. Security is back in the ring. The security is cleared out quite easily. Bumai Fight Club is on their heels. And WTF is standing tall until Bumai Fight Club slides right back in. They get everyone to leave the ring except for Cardona, and Alex Kane delivers an amazing German suplex to Cardona, sends him packing on his heels, and as the Bumai Fight Club stands tall in the ring, and WTF is retreating on the ramp to leave the uh, arena, uh, What a, just what a fucking ending. And this is yeah. all leading a week into one shot. Like, you can't build momentum like this right now. And MLW is just incredibly firing on all cylinders there's no other way to talk about it if you're listening to us and we've got you hooked on mlw you're welcome if you're listening to us and you're on the fence about mlw give it a shot you will not be disappointed one hour a week of television and it's entertaining as hell and then you get these amazing pay-per-views included in your fight plus subscription every month how can you not how can you not want to give MLW a chance? Honestly and truly, this match was incredible. Great way to end the show. Rob, what are your thoughts on it before we say our goodbyes? Yeah, everything you just said, George. It was a Donnybrook, had some great spots. The agility of Mr. Thomas, like he rolled off of everybody and landed on his feet after that dive. It was incredible. But the like, dive is a corkscrew. He also did a corkscrew. Yeah, a like it was wild. So kudos to mr thomas a dude your size should not be and like he's lanky like he's got long limbs you should not be that agile bro so and, and also you're a big dude like you're you're jacked like the more muscle you have doesn't necessarily make you more agile it's quite the contrary 
So that was impressive. I was thoroughly impressed by that. The match itself, I, I felt like it was more of a storyline match to really build that. Yeah, I didn't say, I, I just meant everything about the match was enjoyable. I liked the Oh, spot. yeah. But he got, yeah. I love the fact that Tom Lawler was the one getting his ass beat more than anybody. I like the fact that Hammerstone showed his power. And I like the fact that we got to see Josh Bishop work. And I'm impressed by Bishop. And, you know, MSL on commentary uh, is always a treat. But this this is just firing on all cylinders right now. The creative at MLW is top tier. And it cannot, there's nobody competing with it right now. Don't get me wrong. Uh, WWE has the hottest ticket in town right now, especially with the CM Punk return and all that stuff. And that's great. And AEW, they're more going in a New Japan style of storytelling. And that's great. There's something for everybody everywhere. That's the great thing about wrestling. We're not shitting on anybody. We're not saying that MLW is doing better than WWE or AEW in terms of storytelling. What we're saying is, is that MLW is at the top of their game right now. And 2023, uh, from one shot to now, these last four months have been incredible to watch. And I cannot wait to see what 2024 holds for MLW. It's going to be incredible. And uh, kudos to the roster, kudos to the creative, kudos to the production team, kudos to Bet Online, kudos to everyone, kudos to everyone. <laughs> MLW is just phenomenal. So uh, from the rewind to MLW, thank you for giving us a chance to talk about your incredible product. Oh, look at that! Look at that! See that? Doesn't happen to me. What's going on? No. You hold it up long enough. Oh, okay. Let me try. Your little thumbs up on the screen. Okay. I don't know. It's not going up. I'm not. Don't stop that. Stop it. Stop it. All right. Guys, as always, I am your host, your boy, George Mackay. This is my PIC, the one and only Uncle Bobby B. All our links in the socials below. Don't forget to check out last week's episode, St. Jude's. Vote for, uh, you know, donate to those guys. Help those people out. Would you stop? It's distracting me. Please stop with a thumbs up. Thank you. All right, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next week for our... Our one shot I balloons are flying out of what's happening. We'll see you next week for our one shot fallout on Thursday, December 7th. And midweek, sometime next week, we will drop our prediction show. It'll be a quick one. But peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next week. Adios.